And now, The Fine Print with attorney Jen Rout. Hi, and welcome to The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is my groovy sidekick, Van Niedenthal. That's a cop-out if I've ever heard one, but it's true. It's way <laughs> true. I am very groovy. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and with us today also is my partner-in-law, Chris Alley. Yay! Hey, welcome back, Chris. Thank you. Yes, this is your third time here. Ooh. Scary, I know. I know. That, you, at this point, we might as well name a, a wing after you. Well, well, at least I survived the first a, two times. Our, <laughs> the wing of our podcast is the Chris Alley wing. Right. Yes. He does all the stuff I yes. don't do. It's very nice to have him around. Yes. <laughs> Beats people up and that sort of thing. So, well, isn't it interesting you say that? Yeah. Because today's topic is about domestic <laughs> violence. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is going to be fun to make fun. Right. Way to yeah. walk right All into right. that well, one. <laughs> so, so, we're talking about families wailing on families at this point. Yeah. It's one it's... of the happier topics, I think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's not as bad as heroin. And probably more interesting than probate. Sometimes heroin-induced. <laughs> sometimes heroin induced. We did two uh-huh. episodes back-to-back on probate. <laughs> <laughs> so, the exciting stuff lawyers do. That'll be next topic. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, what kind of brings this up is we've recently had a rash of cases or clients that have had le- sometimes legitimate charges brought against them sometimes they've had their shit kicked in yes yeah basically. and sometimes it's a complete false accusation so when yeah. a divorce gets dirty and it is very contested sometimes people just make stuff up no 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 uh-huh. no no i reject that right no. And if Human beings ever... <laughs> are essentially good. Yeah. <laughs> Until you threaten to take away their child, and then all of a sudden the claws come out. Yeah. Um, so I think we've all seen movies and TV where, you know, the... Um, it's I think it's a Nicholas Sparks book, The Lucky One. Um, and <laughs> the big ex-quarterback th- keeps threatening his ex-wife that he'd plant drugs on her or anything else to take their kid away. Had that happen too, by the way. Yeah. Wow. If you want to talk about hair now. <laughs> right here. <laughs> we'll skip the heroin thing. Oh. So, <laughs> I mean, always back to heroin. It's, a, always it's amazing what people will do in the middle of a divorce or in the middle of some type of conflict involving kids or their livelihood. Right. Yeah. It brings out the worst in people. And so it's important that we address the topic. And what to do in that situation. So, so I guess to be clear, we're not talking about you know the actual like act and of the domestic abuse. We're talking about sort of sifting between what's actually domestic abuse, what's not actually domestic abuse, the cases, and just sort of how that works. So we're not going to get into right. Don't beat your spouse. Frankly, always take the high road. Yeah. Don't abuse people. Violence isn't the answer, and I'm not saying that with sarcasm. I'm saying that just don't people don't right. be a dick again there's the rule <laughs> right general rule to live by don't yeah. be a jerk um yeah. so yeah that obviously that yeah. goes i think pretty much without saying so sure. today we're going to talk about more of the situation surrounding 
domestic violence allegations, actual happenings, all of that. Okay, cool. So I'm jazzed. Let's do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I guess first you have to define what domestic violence is. And domestic violence can actually be a few different things. It can actually be, um, obviously, physical contact with somebody else. It can also just be the, the threat of physical contact, contact or the threat of physical harm. Mm-hmm. Um, my most recent, uh, I guess, run-in with this has been the threat of physical harm, uh, where you know everything was going crazy, and they were having an argument over the, the uh, phone between husband and wife that are in the middle of a divorce, and husband did something really stupid by introducing a much younger girlfriend into the mix and the six-year-old son asked mom about it so everything blew up (laughs) so as you might expect yes so so then an argument ensues and then dad takes everything that was said stretches a little bit and runs and, and files a domestic violence charge against the wife oh man um this it's it's kind of nuts because when the court looks at these things, they have to look and see if that person with a threat, it's really gray area type stuff in, in a lot of circumstances, this is one of those, where is the person who's filing this petition for domestic violence, are they in serious imminent threat, number one? Number two, do they actually believe that they're in imminent threat? Uh, because in this case, the husband is about 225 pounds and about 6'3", and the wife is about 5'5", five, five, maybe 130, 140 pounds. Big difference in body weight. Obviously, yeah. you have firearms and all that other stuff that you can employ to even the odds. Sure. But that's not the threat, and that wasn't what was going on in this case. So the court has to balance all this stuff and figure out, is this really, you know, are we looking at something that I'm going to be on the news tomorrow if something breaks off? What right. do I do with this? right. So a lot of times they'll default and go ahead and issue a civil protection order or go ahead and file the, accept the domestic violence charges and move forward with it. And then you're stuck in a situation where you have to defend it and defeat the domestic violence charge. Right. Or on the other side of it, if it's a serious charge, prove your case. So that's one of those all-important things in our court system called huh. due process that you get afforded when those things are filed. Right. Gotcha. But I'd caution, um, I always have said courts hand out civil protection orders or civil stalking protection orders depending on the situation um basically are you related and live with somebody or is it a non-related person that's the difference between those two but they hand those out like candy because it's Ah. better to err on the side of caution yeah than to deny one come back later and and bad bad news yeah right right um so you know that's the other side of it is you have domestic court but then you also have these civil protection orders. It, it's your restraining order. But the fact is, it's still a piece of paper. Right. So, you know, if it's legitimate and you're truly in fear for your life, then we need to deal with it and we need to deal with it swiftly and figure out a plan for protection. At the same time, if you are in a heightened uh, emotional state, the threat of I'm going to kill you or whatever it is. We've all said it in an argument like, oh, and you're screaming and emotion gets the best out of you. And you say something like, I just want to shake you. Is that a threat or is that an exclamation of your mm. emotions? 
it can be twisted easily. Yeah. So be cautious. Or um, I had one case years ago, mind you, young couple getting a divorce because she had quit work. He was working, supporting the family, and she was going all over the country on these trips and he was paying for them. And he found out she was cheating. All right. Problem one. Don't do that. Um, so obviously the marriage was over. Well, he walks into the house and she's like, get out. And he's like, I live here too. I think you need to leave. You're the one who's caused this. Yeah. Go to your mom's or whatever he said. So then she starts screaming, I'm going to hit myself and leave a bruise. And I'm going to basically she threatened to fake domestic violence and ruin him. It was oh, in good. a small town and she's threatening all sorts of things and all of that. And what she didn't know was he had brought a police friend with him because this was out in the country. He did own guns and he wanted to get the guns secured. That was yeah. the whole reason for coming back to the house. So she's flying off the handle, explaining to him how she's, she's going to screw him over and ruin his life. Right, yeah. because she's apparently that kind of person. Obviously, he, she was having her husband pay for her to have an affair. So yeah. it's convenient, you know. <laughs> what what kind of person are we dealing with here? Rational. But she very easily could have gone and filed those false charges, but for the fact that he had brought in a police officer friend who was not there on official business. He right. was just there to plain make sure. Plain clothes, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he was in plain clothes or not, but he was there because they were going to get the guns out. and they He's were in gonna... full dress. All right. Yeah. So. They were just going to get the few guns he uh, had and take them out and lock them in the friend's gun safe because let's just yeah. eliminate the problem. Sure. Or a, an issue, potential issue. Yeah. Because if the person who's responsible for the guns isn't in the house. Yeah. He doesn't want to leave him lying about. Well, so the police officer obviously heard all this and sticks his head in the room and says, I don't think you should do that. Very calmly. But that ended yeah. the escalation. Had the yeah. police officer friend not been there, yeah. who knows what crazy person was going to do. Right. I right. mean, I hate this. Yeah, and that protects... In that particular instance, that protects that guy not only from that incident, but any future incidents to a certain degree, because he can always bring his friend back and have him testify in court when you get your due process hearing on these things. Yeah. And say, look, I was there at a prior point where she was threatening to injure herself and then blame it on him. Um, that's one thing I always bring up and something that's very useful for people that are that are attentively paying the attention to this discussion is um, when you have a situation you think might develop like this, Everybody's got technology on them. They got a phone. They got something that can record. That's one of the easiest ways to blow one of these things up or make it more concrete as far as your proof. If you can pop on a video or audio record or video, depending yeah. on what you got handy. I imagine um, audio would be just fine. Audio yeah. is perfectly fine. I mean, every, they've all got your voice recorders, stuff like that. Typically easy to identify who's in the, the audio recording. Yeah. Uh, they always have a date and time stamp on them typically. Yeah. Um, and if you do that and you record what in the world's going on, then you have solid proof of either it did happen or it didn't happen. Yeah. And that's one thing I always tell my clients to do is if you think this is going to get contentious, if, if everybody's not playing well together, then anytime you have contact with your other half while we're going through this, record them. Yeah. And if it turns out to be a mundane thing, you can delete it later, but at least you have it if you need it. Right. 
and that will take care of uh, you know a vast majority of these situations because yeah. if they do file and then we come to the opposing counsel or the court and say here's the recording of this incident there's nothing there or you yeah. know your person absolutely did threaten yeah. or harm my my client right so that takes care of a lot of those issues yeah interesting interesting right same thing also just you know if you're in this situation document 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 yeah you know dates times incidents save your text messages yeah um your emails and be careful about what you actually say and do whether it's verbally or in writing take the high road yeah make it clear whatever the situation is I'm going to pick up little Timmy at five per the court arrangement. Right, right. The soon-to-be ex says, nope. Well, now you have record of them refusing. Right. Or I'm at our pickup location. Where are you? Where are you? Right. I'm not coming. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's all there. Um, So, you know, document, 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 especially when it's very contentious. Yeah. And if you do have a valid reason to be in fear for your life or an incident has happened, then you're going to have to adjust your lifestyle to a certain degree. Where do you make exchanges? Those need to be adjusted either from fire, someplace public, like a a firehouse, fire station, uh, police station, library, someplace where you have public around where it's less likely that anybody will act stupid. Yeah. Um, And also, if you're really scared of being, you know, assaulted or something, you need to adjust how long or where you're exposed by yourself. Right. You stay in public places, have somebody with you most of the time. It's it's a pain in the rear end, but it's just a piece of paper that's supposed to be protecting you. Right. And the police are secondary on that because once an incident happens, then you call. You can't right. call them before. Yeah, they're reactionary. They're <laughs> yeah. not there at the time, right. obviously. So well, it's unless kind of a, it's that situation. It, it's but. a self-preservation. What do I have to do to adjust my lifestyle so I stay safe and I keep you know my loved ones safe that are with me at that point? Yeah. So you know, that's something else that people need to understand, that that is just a piece of paper when they have a, a civil protection order on or they have domestic violence charges and a stay-away order on the other party. Yeah. Right. So let's then talk about CPOs, so civil protection orders, civil stalking protection orders, domestic violence, stay-away orders. All are basically the same thing. Stay away, don't do this certain behavior. Right. Okay, so the differences are kind of getting into technicalities based on who you are in relation to the other person. Is there already a current case happening in domestic court? All of that. Um, But if you have been touched or threatened, for the most part, you can go to court and get one of these. Yeah. Um, Again, you start talking about domestic violence, and it's just usually, statistically, more often the female who is the victim versus the male. Not always. In fact, it's often kept quieter when it's the reverse. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but Have you had cases like that? Um, yes, I've had cases where the guy gets the just literal hell billion out of him and he doesn't want to file anything yeah. because it's part of his self-esteem issues. Right. <laughs> it's like, dude. I you, can see where he's coming from. If you get the crap beat out of you, you get the crap beat out of you. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to go to court and say, yeah, she did that and I'm a wuss. Uh, yeah. but, but that's not you know, that's not how it should be looked at. It should be looked right. at everybody has the right to live without being having the crap beat out of them. Well, <laughs> and I find it's often those guys – 
could very easily knock her to the ground, oh, yeah. but they choose not to, and they're they're really being more chivalrous by not. Yeah. But they're putting up with something that should not happen. Right. Yeah. Guys should always take the high road. Let the women act crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Men are equally crazy. Don't even you um, know that. <laughs> but Jenna mentioned, mentioned the difference between a, a civil protection stalking order versus domestic violence charges. That's the other issue. Is domestic violence takes it straight to criminal court. Right. Um, that's a criminal charge. It's something that you need to defend if you're not guilty, and something you have to prove if the other person is guilty. Uh, just because the prosecutor takes the case and moves forward doesn't mean that. You're done with the participation part, and the prosecutor takes it over, and they'll handle it from there. No, you have to have a decent case. They won't just, you know, convict somebody criminally of domestic violence without there being adequate proof. Right. Right. Um, civil protection order. Well, let me back up. Domestic violence order. Um, typically, if there's no prior history, they'll let you out on a signature bond where you just sign. If you don't show up to court, you owe the court, you know, thousand, five thousand dollars, whatever the the signature bond is, and then they'll give you a court date within a few weeks. Uh, most of those have to be heard within, I think, around 45 days, uh, depending on the court, actually. They can change those a little bit, and they have a flexibility on when to schedule those. Typically, it's it's in 14 to 21 days. Huh. It's not a big, long process. They try to get these in and get them out uh, because they have so many of them, quite frankly. Right. Uh, and then when you have that hearing, you can get it continued once or twice. Um and at that point, something's going to happen on the case. You can't just push it out forever. The court wants it resolved. Um, but there's mm-hmm. enough time to do discovery. If there's any materials that you need to get together, find witnesses, whatever you need to get together to, for that hearing, um, and then move forward with that. On the civil protection side, typically they'll, they'll do an ex parte order, which means the other side doesn't have to be there. They go before the judge, say, uh, this person beat me, hit me, scratched me, threw stuff at me, threatened me, whatever the situation is. And if the judge thinks there's enough probable cause or enough material there to issue a ex parte protection order, they will. But then they set a hearing on the matter within 7 to 10 days. It has to occur within 7 to 10 days. If it doesn't, then they have to drop the protection order altogether. Hmm. So they they set them. They won't continue them. You either show up or you're screwed. (laughs) Wow. Um, So like in the case I have (laughs) pending right now, uh, the incident was filed on the, the last Wednesday. Uh, the hearing for this thing is happening on Thursday, tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I guess the date is irrelevant. but um, So it's right around an eight-day period there. So it's a quick turnaround that I have to jump through some hoops, get stuff together, and figure out how to defend my client on this case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it brings it back before the judge, where the judge gets to hear both parties, and it's a fair hearing at that point. Uh, to where you know, they've addressed the immediate thing in case there was an immediate threat, then they have that wonderful piece of paper that protects them. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but if it wasn't, then the the party who's having the stories told about them or um, the facts don't add up to the actual, or excuse me, the story don't add up to the facts, then they have a way of getting rid of this thing and moving on. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the big difference between the two is the civil stocking, civil uh, protection order, you have a chance within a very short period of time to go in and get it blown out of the water if it's not legitimate, or you can get it uh, set in stone if you have legitimate gripe and a legitimate amount of proof to prove your point. And those civil protection orders, stocking orders, can be in effect up to five years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they'll just hit the five-year mark right off the can and say, you know, mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen, and you have a stay-away order for the next five years. Yeah. Uh, you also have the, the complication where these people have kids together. <laughs> 
and that's something that you always point out. You like, you want to point out to the judge whether the threat was involving the children or not involving the children. Yeah. Whether you think the children are going to be in harm's way or not. Yeah. And that's something that you're going to have. It's it's a higher level of proof with the court. Yeah. They don't want to involve the kids in these stupid conflicts between the adults if they can. Right. And they want to make life as normal and as calm for the children as possible, obviously, because it's the best for the kids to keep them out of these type conflicts. Yeah. But if you have a legitimate amount, of, a situation that legitimately involves the kids, then that needs to be addressed, and you have to get your proof together and the facts together, witnesses, whatever, to show that. Yeah. Because it's harder to get through in the courts. Okay. Mm-hmm. And all of these orders do show up in your background checks. Mm. So, <laughs> not not so. Let me correct that. The initial ex ex parte. Basically, it's your temporary CPO oh. does not show up okay. because it's just a temporary thing. Those are the ones they hand out like candy. Right. Um, it's the permanent ones, the ones yeah. for a certain time frame, all of that. That lasts. Yeah. Um, and that shows up in your history. So it'll show up on for background checks and job searches. It is a public record. Yeah. Um, obviously, criminal charges, if that sticks. Yeah. You now have a criminal record. Right. And that can affect life for years yeah. and years and years. Yeah. yeah. Lots of lots of companies now have strong policies for if you have a domestic violence charge or you have a civil protection order, you're out. Yeah. Uh, especially my particular client is a healthcare worker. So she is suspended from her job without pay until wow. the domestic violence case gets taken care of. Wow. And that's kind of a rough situation to be in. And yeah. it is strategically, it's a good move on the husband's part, depending on what the facts are and whether he gets to stick. Sure. Because he, in the big game of let's burn everybody to the ground and win the divorce, right? Um, that can be very useful. And that gets played a lot, and judges are very aware of that, though. Yeah. 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 Wow. Hmm. Right. A lot of... So there's a lot. I, of, I don't know how to feel about a lot. There's of that a lot stuff, of. Um, it makes perfect sense, though, that that companies would look into that. I mean, it, you don't want an employee that's, you know, accused of those things, and more than anything else, possibly bringing it into the workplace and and letting it affect their their daily routine. Right, because sure. those, those people after you work there for a while, you're eventually like family if you work with people enough in your job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, where does that cross the line and start being exactly. an issue at work? Yeah, like it was at home. Yeah. Well, and for mandatory reporters, so your school teachers, your medical professionals, your attorneys, your all of those people who are required to report any sign of child abuse. Yeah. If you have a domestic violence charge against you, that that kind of weighs against your whole right <laughs> mandatory reporting. I mean, it, it calls into question your entire being and yeah. ethics that a, an employer would want. So yeah. It's very concerning, so you want to be careful about that. Um, obviously, don't commit domestic violence, but right. sometimes things get dirty, as I'm going to yeah. call it, because yeah. we're fighting to burn each other to the ground, and that's yeah. that that's how it happens sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes people play dirty. That's the way it is. Yeah. Right. A lot, unfortunately, it's an election of- year. We know that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> True. Some prime examples of that, haven't we? Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> I, I guess the biggest thing is when these people get into these emotionally charged situations, obviously the best thing to do is step back and take a breather. Yeah. And they have to think, instead of thinking with the emotional part of their head, they need to think with the rational side and think 
if well, I guess if everybody did that, we wouldn't have any problems, would we? Right. So. <laughs> right. Very true. These things aren't rational. They are generally emotionally charged. Um, and of course, if you are in a situation where there is domestic violence, legitimate domestic violence, you need to speak up. Yeah. Because it may not just be you next time it happens. It might right. be the kids. Um, and honestly, it, you shouldn't have to go through that anyway. Absolutely. And you might not be the first one. Yeah. So at some point, somebody needs somebody to bring to, whoever this yeah, somebody has person to put is. The kibosh on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Because statistically, there is a link that it's a repeat yeah. thing that someone does. When, yeah. it's, when it's a legitimate abuse situation, there is normally a line of violence. It's not right. normally just a one-time thing. You know, it's it's not an isolated incident. Right. Most of the time. Yeah. Not saying there can't be one. I'm sure there is, but yeah, it, it's almost a learned behavior. Yes. They they get it from their parents or some other relationship they were in, and they kind of carry it forward. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. And at least in central Ohio and really Ohio at large, there's a lot of resources that most people don't realize that are out there. Um, including people who will basically help you move in the night. Um, All sorts of shelters, restart groups, those kind of things. Um, There's tons and tons of resources. A quick Google search will bring up all sorts. Um, For Ohio, you have the Ohio Domestic Violence Network, the Ohio Domestic Violence Resource Center. Um, Columbus has Choices. It's called Choices Columbus, um, choicescolumbus.org. Yeah. They have all sorts of resources that can help. Um, plus, you know, domestic violence, child advocacy groups, and all sorts of things. Yeah. And we'll post some links in the uh, description for this. But, I mean, legitimately, yeah. you should not accept that treatment. Right. And a and lot they, of these are probably geared towards women, but it, men out there as well. If, if you are in a situation like this, there's absolutely no shame in getting it to stop. I mean, it's bad and and it's you know it like i like we said break the cycle stop it you know stop this from happening again right so. right now there's also just so you know let's be some i i've had a few cases where i've defended some cpos that were absolutely asinine yeah <laughs> um one was in a master's program um another student they, they didn't like each other, but another student was, like, shuffling down the row of seats in a college classroom and bumped the one. And the next Jesus. thing you know, she has filed for a CPO. They had three weeks left in their master's program. Oh, good Lord. oh my God. And then it became a racial thing. Oh, my God. And then it became, I mean, it grew into this gigantic mess. Yeah. And... She legitimately bumped her, and she, she admitted that. She's like, yeah. I did. I didn't mean to. I was squeezing through the row. Yeah. Bumped her in the back of the head because she was kind of sitting back. Yeah. I was walking. I didn't realize where my bag was hanging. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. Is that equal to a civil stalking protection no. order? No. It no. runs into an, an intent issue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just because I hit you with my car didn't mean I intentionally did right. so and I meant to yeah. harm you. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, like, yeah. that's one. Or um, there were neighbors, and one neighbor 
was legitimately beating his wife. Wife runs over to the other neighbor. That neighbor says, yeah, stay here for a while. Call the police, do whatever. Ironically, the next day, the neighbor who was the helping neighbor has a CSPO complaint filed against him um, because he's interfering with the marriage and threatened harm to the guy who was beating his wife. And the wife sided with her husband because she's being beaten. (laughs) Um, And, you know, did my defendant threaten the guy? Yes, he did. Yeah. He said, come over here and try to touch her. You're on my, I'll handle it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure he'd use choice words. And I'm sure it was something along the lines of, I will kick your butt. Yeah. Um, But... Hey, is that a conditional a, threat, though? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a yeah warrant? Does that warrant a CPO? No. No. But the guy's fighting back in any way that he can. Right, so, because he's yeah. angry. So again, more reasons if you are in that situation to report it and get out of the situation because eventually it's going to hurt someone else right. who was legitimately trying to help you. Yeah. Um, and eventually the wife did say something, and that pretty much put a end of the case but right it costs legal fees and time and whole bunch of worry and energy just because he was helping someone who ran across the street panicked yeah well that that's yeah what the court tries to sort out but in that one they didn't even get the ex parte um they still got it was denied and they still got a uh hearing later but oh. oh my god um so the judge saw through that one but right still um these are big big issues that can become even larger issues yeah if you don't report them and right. don't take care of them properly yeah yeah huh. wow well fun stuff good topic <laughs> right <laughs> Woo! right up there with heroin and other Fun topics. Very nice. Very <laughs> the nice. the unfortunate thing about law is people come to lawyers at really two times. They are either planning for the future and therefore doing contracts, setting up LLCs, doing their estate planning, or they are coming to lawyers normally at the worst times of their lives because someone has died, divorces, um, domestic violence, those kind of things. So there's not a lot of happy topics. Right. Unless we talk adoption. Everybody's happy. You get a new baby. (laughs) Um, They have contested adoptions, too. That's true. (laughs) There's just a lot of fighting. (laughs) You can basically contest anything you want, I suppose. But, yeah. Right. So, I mean, we got to keep in mind, yeah, most of the time when you're talking to an attorney, yeah. There's a lot of bad stuff happening in your yeah. life. Yeah. Well, so. Comes with the territory, I suppose. It does. Yes. But yeah. Anyways. God let's bless light- you, attorneys. Yes. <laughs> let's lighten it up with your joke of the week. Um, but first, we probably have some housekeeping. Yeah. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. That's kind of our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, ask questions, suggest topics, etc., etc. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. Uh, you can also follow Box, Boxland Media on Facebook as well. Uh, we do lots of things up to and including 
putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen route every week. Uh, if you're a Twitter user, I am at the Almighty Ben on Twitter. Jen is not on Twitter. Chris, or you're not a Twitter guy. No. So, all right. We are not Twitter people. I can't no. handle the 140 characters. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you are new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. And if you like the show, please show us some appreciation. And we would really appreciate it from you. If you would take a few minutes out of your busy day, head over to iTunes, rate and review us. It helps us with our visibility on the largest podcast repository in the world. <laughs> Really got a hold of that one, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, we would like to thank all of our listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is because of you that our podcast even exists. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button. And remember, sharing is caring. Uh, one of the things that I, I noticed this past week is that uh, somebody told me that they actually shared one of our episodes with a friend who was going through one of the topics. I think it was a bankruptcy. So they shared it with a friend and, and it was able to help them out a little bit and give them a good direction to go in. So that's a, that's a good thing. So yeah, we like to hear that. Um, and uh, Jen, would you like to hear this week's lawyer joke of the week? I've been waiting in anticipation. All right. Uh, what do you call parachuting lawyers? I don't know. <laughs> Skeet. <laughs> yes. 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 On domestic violence day, let's yes. talk about shooting the lawyer. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, I am Ben Needenthal. And I'm attorney Jen Rout with my partner Chris Alley saying ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. We'll see you next week, folks. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.